tree, a tour. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Optimistic Dater Podcast, a dating all about a dating, a podcast all about <laughs> dating in today's world. Uh, today we're going to focus on good quality partners and what to look out for. I'm your, one of your hosts, Sam, with your other host, Julia. Hey guys. And today is all about good quality partners. Uh, we've had a couple of podcasts in a row of like focusing on the negative stuff, so we kind of want to focus a little bit more on the positive things. Uh, so first thing, um, you're looking to get into a relationship. You're getting out in the dating scene. Are you secure enough within yourself to actually do that? That's a big question you got to ask yourself. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to be secure within yourself before you start dating because I think it's easy for us to nitpick our partners if we're insecure about things or find faults um, in what our partners are doing if we're insecure, if we don't have trust, if we don't have um, good communication, those kinds of things. So I think definitely being secure within yourself and knowing that you can trust somebody else and having that ability to trust somebody else is really important before getting into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be confident in yourself and, and what you're looking for and kind of go into it open-minded, but not project onto others. Like maybe some insecurities that you might have that you haven't dealt with. Um, like, you know, we've talked about red flags before, excuse me, um, flaws and stuff like that. Um, you gotta find that balance of what you're willing to put up with uh going into a new relationship you can't just be like no none of this is gonna work because then obviously you're gonna be lonesome yeah i think it's important to understand that everybody has flaws and that nobody is perfect and if you go into things thinking that you're gonna find this perfect person that is like the perfect person that it fits into this one box for everybody, then you're going to be disappointed. So, I mean, one thing that my therapist told me that really helped me and well, I mean, <laughs> that I think will help me. It hasn't helped me yet, yeah. but I think it will help me is to make a list of all the things that you really want in a partner that are like deal breakers that if they don't have these qualities, that you're not going to date this person. And then on the flip side, have a list of things that you absolutely can't live without in a partner or that you, um, words, Julia, words, <laughs> or that you, um, don't want to deal with in a partner gotcha. and having, and, and if those people have these qualities that you don't want in a partner, then you don't date those people. So like for me, that's drinking. I don't want somebody who's drinking all the time. Right. So that's a deal breaker. Nope, we're not dating. You drink all the time. All yeah. right, on to the next one. Gotcha. Yeah, I think making a list and setting your own personal boundaries within that list of these are what I want in a quality partner. These are the things I don't want in a quality partner. Now, granted, some of those things, like you said, you can't kind of pin everybody into a box. Um, I feel like that box is going to be ever-growing. Um, a quote, oddly enough, like a D&D &D quote that I kind of I got tattooed on my arm uh, life changes it grows it continues on so it's not always going to be like you know this one thing is my box and I will not move from this box it might open up a little bit it might get a little bit bigger it might close a little bit it might have bad experiences 
um, and you look for different things in a partner after certain you know experiences um, yeah definitely I think we got to be open with ourselves um, in general but also be very mindful of being protective with ourselves yes because you don't want to just completely like box yourself off to I mean I guess if that's what fits into your life at the moment but if you're trying to date somebody you don't want to completely close yourself off you want to be able to be open and be vulnerable and you know that plays into you know being secure within yourself being secure but I think even more so where you're kind of lead, might be leading to is like building trust within that relationship so those mm -hmm. walls start coming down a little bit um, granted you've been strong, you've been dating, uh, in this crazy world that we got going on and, uh, you've built those walls up high, but you know, sooner or later you're going to meet somebody that not brings them down, but you're allowing them to, this is a weird metaphor. You're allowing the, uh, the gate to be open so they can kind of mm -hmm. go into the, that kingdom that you've created. Why I don't is know. that a weird metaphor? I, were well, you thinking dirty in your head? <laughs> I was like, well, at first I was going to say it's a moat. And I was like, well, that's weird. That's dumb. And I was like, a gate, I guess. You just happen to build a gate around your wall. I, yeah. Eh, I don't know. Open your gates, guys. Yeah, open just your open gates. your gates. <laughs> open your gate and your relationship will be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So once you're in a relationship, though, how do we... Like, what are some ways that we can recognize the good things within our partner and not focus so much on the negative things? Because like we said, everybody brings kind of negative or red flags into a relationship. How do we focus on those green flags and those good qualities rather than focusing on the bad? Uh, I, what I like to use is honesty through action. So it's great that you can tell me that you are doing this, you like to do this, you like to do that. Um, your punctual stuff, you know, little things like that. But if I'm not seeing that action taken, then that might turn into a red flag. So as long as you're mm -hmm. honest about it, awesome. But if I'm seeing it as well, then I'm going to care that much more about you because you're putting your, your, your actions where your words are. Um, yeah. That's the saying. I don't think that's the saying. We're going to make that the saying. I like that saying. That's a good saying. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I think what you're saying is important. And I think where a lot of relationships fail is that people will be like, yeah, I'll do better. I'll do different. And I, you know, I see that this bothers you. And then they don't put action to their words. They just continue to do what it is that bothers their partner. But in reality, if you really love somebody, you don't want that person to hurt. You don't want, you know, you want to do things that are going to make them happy, not make them sad. Yeah. So Whenever somebody does something, like if I say, hey, this bothers me, and then they continue to do it, then that makes me feel unloved. Makes me feel like, like crap, honestly. Yeah. So. Like I put my trust in one. you, and then you kind of didn't respect my trust. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, one, oh, go ahead. You got it. <laughs> one thing that I like to do to kind of focus on the good in my partner is to journal. So I keep a gratitude journal and I like to write in it probably every morning or every other morning if I'm busy. Um, and when I have a partner, I like to write down a few different things 
that I'm grateful for that they've done recently or that um, I just like about them in general. And it keeps me more in a positive mindset than a negative mindset. That's good. I like that. Just taking notes, like, how, I guess, how does that go for you? Not to get into it too much, but like, what, what are some uh, template things to use for people in a gratitude journal? I've never heard of it, so I don't know. You mean like, what kind of things do I write? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm so grateful that so-and-so took the time to sit down and talk to me when I was upset today and reassured me that I've been doing really great and I'm a really strong person, something like that. Gotcha. Or, you know, so-and-so bought me flowers today and I'm so grateful for that. Or, you know, stuff like that. Just like, I think that reminding yourself of all the good things your partner does for you keeps you you know it just it it keeps you in a headspace of my partner's great and they do a lot of great things for me it's so easy for us to overlook those things in our partners and so to keep that at like the front of our mind is important i think in a relationship yeah yeah you're acknowledging the good that they have not just whenever you know something big pops up um, yeah. for me, it's, it's little things. So it's the littler things of showing affection, like, you know, uh, well, I got to think about this cause I'm usually the one that does it, uh, doing the dishes or something small, mm -hmm. like it's a mundane task, but it's got to get done. Hey, you, I did the dishes. You don't have to worry about that tonight. Hey, I, I, I cooked you dinner or, uh, I know you're busy. I did laundry. I, I folded it, I, I, you know, I did all these things, whatever it is, because your partner's doing other things. The littler things, granted, these are all like around the house things, but they can extend to other things like, you know, I ran out of pre-workout. Hey, I got some for you, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. Those little things, I think acknowledging not just the big showing of affection and showings of love like flowers and, you know, Valentine's Day type celebrations or birthdays. Mm -hmm the little things I think will mm -hmm. bring that gratitude towards a partner. Yeah, definitely. Little things are great. I think that like when somebody notices things that I don't really notice, like if we're having a conversation and they pick up on something that I didn't really think was a big thing, like my favorite flower or something, then they get me those flowers or like, my favorite candy or my favorite color, you know, and then they, they do something with that. That is to me, like the attention to detail. I love that stuff. Yeah. Like just yeah, sweep me off my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Means they're actually caring. They're not just like, okay, okay. Like it, it's not just a spinning hamster up there. It's like, oh no, I actually care what you're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. What's another thing? <clears throat> I think another good way to really appreciate your partner or show that you appreciate your partner and really focus on the good things is kind of making sure that you compliment them, like giving them, like setting a number in your head of, Hey, I want to compliment my partner this amount of times throughout the day and then doing it and making sure that you follow through with it. Because like, like I said earlier, it's easy for us to kind of overlook the positives in our partners sometimes. Mm -hmm and focus on the negative things. But if we can be like, hey, you look nice today, or hey, I noticed you changed your hair and it looks really cute, or your nails look great. I think those things 
it forces us again to really think about good things in our partner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never like set like a, a number of compliments per day, but I think now that you've said that it's in the back of my mind of like, if I'm in a committed relationship, then like, yeah, I should like, I should show affection that, but not just in the moments, like I should actively be trying to woo my partner essentially. Like, not yeah. all the time in, cer in terms of like, you know, sexually or anything like that. But like, you know, you still have to continue to win your partner over with those little things, those little gestures. Yeah. And I think setting a number is more like when you notice that you haven't been doing it for a long time. So yeah. you set a number to kind of get into the habit of doing it. Yeah. I think that's whenever, you know, you set a number, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a discipline thing. Yeah. Creates another routine that like is not a negative by any stretch of the imagination it's just you know i need to be that partner that's good to them and noticing all their good qualities um let's see here what's about invisible support invisible support i think invisible support is important because so many people will make an effort to support their partners on social media or in front of people but then when it comes time to just like being behind closed doors, they're not there for their partner the way that they should be. Yep. Like if they can showboat it, they're like, yes, I'll support my partner. But like really when it's important is those times when your partner comes to you in private and they need that support. Yeah. Those are the most important times. I think yeah. the social media stuff, like that'll come and go. Like one day, all the social media, all of this can just like get turned off in a blink of an eye. Are you still there for your partner despite their no more social media to get that fame and attention from or you know whatever uh community they might have or something like that um right yeah you gotta i think just in general being there for your partner as best as humanly possible um we all make mistakes we all like might slip up you might say it on social media and then like forget to actually say that thing to them the same thing in person and they might take offense to that so like being on top of that again going back to the compliments thing and honestly through actions like hey you said that on social media did you actually mean it they're like struggling so you should probably tell them to their face yeah yeah i think it's it's easy for everybody to kind of hide behind the screen because so many of us do it all the time that we don't we're not really there for our partners in everyday life when it's actually important and yeah. needed. Yeah. Sometimes a good hug is required. Yes. Hugs are great. Right. <laughs> There's nothing like when you've had a good cry and you're just like super upset. And then the, you know, you just get like one of those bear hugs. Mm -hmm. You probably haven't experienced that because you're a man, but oh. <laughs> you know, for me, that's what I really like. I love that. It just feels so comforting. I don't know. It's great. usually a wet shoulder, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah so mm. visible support i think is definitely important i don't think i've ever heard that term of it but after seeing it and i think that makes a ton of sense in terms of like just if you're a good nature person a lot of this stuff is just like yeah duh that's what you should do um so i think for a lot of people probably listening would be like oh there's like terms for these things that we can actually look up and like kind of dive into so you can better yourself as a partner and learn and grow 
you know, is if you're constantly learning and growing how to be the best partner you can be, I think you're on the right track. If these are new things to you, then stick around and listen a little bit more. Yeah, I think invisible support is more about wanting to support your partner rather than feeling like you have to do it. Yeah. I think that's why it's important. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're choosing to be there for them because you want to be there for them, not like, oh, they made a post, I got to support, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. Hmm, let's see. So what we shouldn't expect um, is knowing that, like, hey, I didn't support my partner on social media or something like that. Um, you shouldn't expect them to like see that and your music. I don't. Yeah, well, my kids are being loud, so I was just making sure. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you're Sorry. good. I had to put my thoughts together, anyways. Um, you you didn't do something, or you did do something, and it upset your partner. You shouldn't expect. This goes both ways, obviously. To be have your partner be a mind reader of like if they said something that upsets them, I didn't know it upset them. Like you should build that trust over time, obviously. If you're new to dating, new to dating that person, you're not gonna know instantly. I feel like there should be signs though. Um, but you should be keyed into your partner's emotional needs if something goes awry, I, I would say. Yeah, um, I you should have those little, you know, inklings of my partner's having a hard time, but I definitely think it's important to be aware that you need to communicate your feelings to your partner, because like you said, they can't just read your mind. So being able to be like, Hey, you know, you did this and it upset me. Um, can we talk about it? I think that those, that that is important in a relationship. Oh yeah. I mean, that goes for, when you're getting back out into the dating world or if you're already in it and you're dating somebody you should be able to one tell when your partner is upset i feel like after a very minimal amount of time you should be able to have that inkling in the back of your head like oh i said something a situation popped up and and that upset them um those types of things um and if you're not there then you should be actively working on that with your partner, asking them how their day was, asking them if this was okay, um, reinforcing those good uh, things that they've done, that they have accomplished type things uh, to make sure that they're in a good headspace um, or clearing up something that you said. Sometimes there's a miscommunication, especially via text. I, I've noticed in personal relationships, I can send something in text and mean it in a totally, a totally different tone than mm -hmm. how it's perceived yeah yeah i think <laughs> that is a big issue in relationships is the the misunderstanding through a text message or a dm or a snapchat versus just pick up the phone or do a facetime call and mm -hmm. actually communicate with your partner thank god there's the little voice thing that i had no idea was a voice thing until a while back I had no idea. That's such a great invention. Isn't it? It's so it's so good. And it just it reminds me of like when you're a kid and you ha we had walkie-talkies. That's what it reminds me of. 
it's kind of cool. Yeah. And you know what else it's, it's great for is when you are <laughs> arguing with a partner. This sounds terrible, but it actually is great for when you're arguing with a partner because it forces you to take turns when you talk. Ooh, yeah, that's smart. You can't talk over each other. You can't like, you know, you have to take turns when you talk. You can't keep just like blasting text out and like, and another thing and this thing. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. <laughs> uh, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> just fill their entire feed up with no yeah <laughs> yeah that is a good one i like that um what else makes good qualities for out there in the dating world or good i think qualities? i think that um when couples start kind of like picking at each other's flaws um i think it usually is an indicator of some kind of underlying issue. And this goes back to communication, but I think it's important to make sure that you're figuring out what that what that deeper issue is. Mm-hmm. And I think we, t- we tend to like, oh, he did this and I'm so mad about it. So the way he's talking right now is annoying me or you know, like he left his toothbrush out and he knows I hate that, so. Oh God whatever (laughs) i'm not cooking him dinner tonight but then that just leads to oh she's not cooking me dinner and she's acting weird why is that you know it just like it kind of instead of creating instead of doing anything instead of creating a um solution to the problem we're just creating more problems yeah and it's like a spiral effect yeah snowball spiral snowball spiral (laughs) effect uh, of just like, oh, one bad thing happens. Well, obviously this will happen too. Well, then they didn't do that. And then, yeah, yeah, I can totally see how that goes. Um, I think another part of that picking apart at character flaws with your in your partner, um, a lot of the time it's just stuff that you're projecting, I've noticed in past relationships, where mm-hmm. um, they might be, this sounds terrible, they might be either questioning what you're doing or questioning why you're doing things. And in actuality, they're the ones that are doing those things. Um, not to divert it to a, a negative space, but if you start noticing those things as a good good partner, you should ask, hey, is everything okay? Like, like I, I, didn't, I don't deserve this like attack that I'm getting from you. Why, why am I getting this? What else is going on? We need to talk about something. Mm-hmm having that open form of communication with your partner um, to make sure that like everything's good across the board, not just if they start lashing out at you one night because you didn't move the blanket or something. Like what? Like, why am I getting attacked for this? Yeah. But also that could just be, you know, if you're a guy, it just could, it could be PMS that you're dealing with. In that, <sighs> yeah, instance, that, could, so. yeah, that could be a thing too. Yeah. Why yeah. did you look at me with your eyes just now? Why are you breathing? God. <laughs> You're breathing too hard. What? What? Uh, <laughs> um. That's so we, I. Go ahead. That's when we. Saying? That's when we run to Walgreens and we get chocolates and ice cream and we're like, "Hey, here, I'm gonna be in the other room. You, okay." Have you seen those little like octopus things that have the like reverse? It has like a happy face and yeah. then you reverse it to the I've sad face. Oh, genius! Yeah, genius. That's, those are good. Don't talk to me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as humans, what is something we can do to kind of like 
when we notice ourselves nitpicking at our partners or constantly not communicating enough or everything is in a negative space, what is something we can do to kind of turn that around? Uh, I think a couple of different things come to mind. First, if, if you're having an issue with your partner and say it's early on in the relationship, they're relatively new. Uh, and if you have a trusted, now I don't want to say like go out to other people for this all the time, but I'm saying like it's new, it's within the first month or something like that. You're starting to vibe very well, but things are a little wishy-washy. I think having a good trusted friend group around you to like say, hey, have you ever experienced this with your partner or something like that is a good tool in your toolbox to use to help um, see the big, bigger picture. Um, mm -hmm. Especially if you have like married friends. Um, I know that's like, you can't just like go out and find married friends, I guess. But you know, if you happen to have married friends, ask them these questions like, hey, have you ever experienced this with your partner? Oh, you have? How did you deal with it? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Get some insight from that stuff. Um, and then honestly, the other one is just to start talking to your partner openly and candidly. Um, I think a lot of the times we find things start happening in a negative connotation because people hold stuff back. They want to kind of play mm -hmm. things close to the chest. Either they want to kind of put on a front because they want to impress the partner still. Um, and they're not true to actually who they are. And when they actually have things like not line up anymore because their true self is showing, that's mm -hmm. when those problems start happening. Yeah, whenever people kind of hold back in fear of being too clingy or too much for the other person. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, I think that kind of creates a spiral effect of things. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a couple of sources saying like, not I, I hope none of you have to deal with this, but when you deal with a uh, somebody that puts on a front or a narcissistic type relationship, uh, it's like that three month window of like they can probably hold that that line for about three months, and then mm -hmm. it'll start to fall off, and you'll see the real them. Uh, then it's obviously on you to see like, oh, that's the real you. Do I stick around? Mm -hmm. um, I think being educated within the modern dating world reading some books on on different from different people about dating words are hard um listening to podcasts you know experiencing it is one thing but if you are just going into it blindly and like not taking anything out of it and not like retaining information and learning lessons then you need to kind of check yourself a little bit and be secure within yourself before you go back out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also too, I think something we can do as far as like longer relationships, if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you're getting to the point where you're nitpicking your partner, I think there's two things you can do that are important. Number one, I think therapy for everybody is important. I think even when you have a good solid relationship, you're not having issues. I think therapy is a great thing to, to do. Um, once a month or every other month or something like that, just because I think it it kind of puts perspective and it forces us to talk when we don't want to talk and it gives us a safe place to do that. Um, and I also think that getting back to the basics of your relationship, maybe going on, making dating 
each other a priority. You know, sometimes we get to a point where we're not really dating our partners anymore. We've gotten into a routine and we stick to that routine and we don't make your roommates again all of a sudden. Yeah. Your roommates, you're not really dating each other or making each other a priority and, and not making romance a priority. And I think that's, um, that's a fault in a lot of people's relationships because you got to keep that romance alive. Romance is a huge factor and usually, usually a telling sign of like when things are going south for a relationship, uh, couple things to look out for when romance starts going down and then um shoot i just lost it wow um i'll stick with romance because i just apparently just lost it out of nowhere um when romance starts going down and you can tell that like things are you're both very agitated by certain actions you're kind of on walking on eggshells you gotta kind of win your partner back um yeah got to you know woo your partner again go out yeah. there and do it one thing i think is such a, a cute idea and i've never done it but i've always wanted to do it what would be like kind of going out by yourself and your partner going out and you guys go to the same restaurant and then you guys kind of pretend me and like hey you know, so and so and kind of yeah. like do a like a first date kind of thing together like where you kind of get to know each other again yeah like you actively try to pick your partner up again yeah yeah that's pretty cute i like yeah i like that idea that's a good one um i think (laughs) where was it gonna go oh um i remember what i was gonna say um if you're on the end of say you're having to apologize for a lot of actions not taken or taken um that's a good indicator of like oh okay like the relationship's kind of on death's door at that point. Um, mm-hmm. So you and your partner need to take a hard look at it of like, hey, it's not going how we thought it was going to go. We need to fix this. Or um, like you've mentioned previously, it might not be working out for both of us. There's no blame to take. Maybe it's best we go our separate ways. Um, I think yeah. as a partner and as somebody dating in this world, you have to take that into account as well. Mm-hmm. but we yeah. want you to find people i'm not i'm not trying to pull it to the negative all the time we want you Maybe to find we should be called the pessimistic, the pessimistic podcast. Podcast. Yeah. yeah i know that hey dating's hard okay it is hard you got to look out for yourself some of those times though um and i just from personal experience when things start popping that way it's kind of that split not split decision but it's like that game time decision of like okay we could fix this but we have to do the work to fix it and a lot Mm -hmm. of people are not willing to do that work anymore is the unfortunate you know thing that we have to deal with so if you find somebody that you're like okay we need to do this let's go on a date let's go do this thing you want to go to that festival hell yeah we're going to that festival stuff like that yep making your partner a priority if you are going to get into a relationship you need to make sure that you're ready to do what it takes to make it work. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you love your partner. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're serious about dating to find that certain someone, you need to be, you know. I think that was more of like a, 
if you decide to marry this person, you need to be ready to do what it takes. Dating is dating. Dating is is for, you know, figuring out what it is that you want and, um, you know, finding that person you want to spend forever with. Dating is for learning the qualities that you want to either take or not take to that person that is your forever person. So use the dating pool, but don't abuse it, I guess. I think um, just to kind of wrap this up, I think that uh, basically it is important to make your partner a priority and to see the good things in your partner. Because like we've said, everybody has flaws. Everybody has things about them. I'm not perfect. Sam's not perfect. Y'all aren't perfect. Far from it. You know, we all have flaws, but somebody out there is going to love us despite those flaws. But I would still, you know, like, I, me personally, would like for somebody to notice the good things about me rather than focused on the bad things. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's focusing on the bad things on you, that's, that's a, how do I want to put this? That's a reflection on them, not you. Um, that's something that they got to deal with internally. So again, you need to be prepared and ready for the dating world. You can't go out there just willy-nilly because people can potentially get hurt from your actions if you aren't fully prepared to go out there and provide what people are expecting to get provided. Provided? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Goes back to that um, that age-old tale. Treat others how you would like to be treated. It's almost like it's a golden rule or something and people what? just don't do it crazy i know it's just so crazy it's almost all right guys (laughs) it's what it's It's, almost like what it's almost like if you have human decency you're you're fine (laughs) yeah well we would like to think that's the case (laughs) okay dad even when you try to be nice sometimes it ends up not Mm. being you end up being the bad guy that's fair that's fair yeah All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, If you liked this episode, please like, subscribe, comment. um, Tell us what you liked about this podcast down below. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, I think it's the one that you can leave a review on, right? And Spotify? Apple, you can leave a review. And then Spotify, you can leave a rating, like a five-star rating. Okay. So leave a rating. Leave a review. Tell us what you think. We want to hear it all. (laughs) And that's it for today, guys. We'll catch you on the the next one. Flip side. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.